This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. If you have a Bible with you, turn with me to the book of 1 Chronicles. Go to the Old Testament, 1 Chronicles. And I'm going to sit down and teach today. And um, we are thrilled that you are with us. Just actually go to 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 10. And just elbow somebody next to you real fast and just say, I'm so glad that I'm sitting next to you. All right. I believe we have some students coming out as well. Look, can you clap for all the students that are coming out? We're going to treat this like staff devotions today. Is that all right? And we're going to jump right in for the sake of time. Let's thank the worship team for being all right. You guys are fine. You guys did a great job. Let's make some noise for Enrique Iglesias over here on the base today. Awesome to have Ricky Martin in church. Amen. Write down the title of this session. I want to talk to you about the prayer that I hope is coming out of your heart. I want to be used by God. I want to be used by God. And for me, this really became my prayer uh, when I was 16 years old. When I was 16, I went to an event called Promise Keepers. And I'm a pastor's kid. Any pastor's kids in the house today? <laughs> Do you hear the pain? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> but um, I'm a pastor's kid, and I grew up in church. But I really had a life change moment, a watershed moment when I was 16. And I told God, I'm all in. And uh, 16 years old, 6'2", um, 143 pounds, really wanted to be black. Like, so bad. And um, identity crisis in high school. And I came back to my house, and they gave us at this Promise Keepers event, they gave us this little thin NIV Bible and a cassette worship tape. And I'm not going to be the preacher that's like, y'all don't know about cassette tapes. But y'all don't know about cassette tapes, okay? <laughs> and... And um, every night I would wait for my, my family to go to bed and I'd wait for, you know, to, that it was secure, the house was secure. And I'd kneel beside my bedside and I would pump in this worship tape and put on my Sony headphones and I'd start to read my Bible. I had no idea what the Bible said. So I was just underlining stuff that I knew that word. Like the, mmm, the, that's God. That is God, the. I just started reading and praying. And my prayer was, out of this moment, I want to be used by God. I don't know if you've gotten there, but Christianity, following Jesus gets fun when this becomes your prayer. God, use my life. The theme of this conference is loving and building because I believe God has called us to love all people and to build his church. Live on mission to love everyone you meet. Doesn't matter their background, doesn't matter their belief structure, 
doesn't matter where they are right now. We're called to love all people and to build his church. Come on, anybody love the church of Jesus Christ? I'm a church guy. Anybody else? Church is God's plan. In fact, if you're from a local church, you're like, we got to get a vision. You don't need a vision. God's vision is the church. We have a vision. It's from God. He wants his church to be radiant and beautiful. He wants his church to be awesome, filled with authority and anointing and the glory of God. Any church lovers in the house? Come on, just make some noise if you love church. So if your prayer is, I want to be used by God, what you're saying is, God, I want to be used to love all people and to build your house. I don't want to be used to build my platform. I want to be used to build your platform. I'm not trying to build my kingdom or my name. I'm trying to build your kingdom and your name. Amen? This is our prayer. I want to be used by God. When you make this your prayer, God will do such insane things with your life. Watch this guy in the Bible. This is a guy named Solomon, and God says, what do you want, man? What are you, what are you asking for? And watch this transaction between Solomon and God. You give, yes, give me wisdom and knowledge as I come and go among this people. For who on his own is capable of leading these, your glorious people? And God answered Solomon and said, this is what has come out of your heart. It's a hard thing. Leadership is always a hard thing. You didn't grasp for money, wealth, fame, and the doom of your enemies? You didn't even ask for a long life? You asked for wisdom. In other words, Solomon's going, God, I want to be used. If I want to be used, I need wisdom. He says, because you asked for wisdom and knowledge so you could be a leader and govern well my people over whom I've made you king, because of this you get what you ask for, wisdom and knowledge, and I'm presenting you the rest as a bonus. Money, wealth, and fame beyond any of the kings before or after you had or will ever have. How many believe God is bigger and better than you could ever imagine? We're here saying at this conference, it doesn't matter about the money or the fame. It doesn't matter about the things we could accumulate on this earth. Our heartbeat and our prayer is, God, give me wisdom to be used by God. The reason why I had my Sony headphone and the reason why I'm circling some NIV Bible is I'm just trying to find out, God, give me some wisdom. I want to be used by you. At that time, it was I want to be used at my high school campus. And then I was used as a youth pastor. And my whole life has been the same prayer. God, use me. I might be weird. I might have very skinny ankles. But God, use me. Okay, I feel like you laughed very ferociously there. I want to be used by God. Anybody that's your prayer today, let me give you some things that you need to write down if you want to be used by God. Write down number one. If you want to be used by God, be ready for God to do more than you ask. <laughs> this is so God. You just, if you want to be used by God, just get ready for God to do more than you could ever ask. You might be like, God, use me, and God's going to put you in a position, he's going to give you influence that's beyond what you ask for. Because right now you're asking for this, and God's like, oh, no, no, no. I've planned this. So just a heads up. Be, always remember with your prayers, be careful what you ask for. 
Because the issue with church today is we come to conferences like this and we get all inspired and we start singing these songs and all of a sudden we're tucking in our shirts for Christ. <laughs> Had to be noted at some point in this conference. And all of a sudden we're like, God, use me. And then in six months, because that was your prayer, God starts using you. And then all of a sudden you get mad and you're like, ah, the church is using me. Wait a second, hold on. Can we go back to July 19th and 20th? Remember when you were like lifting your hands and your face was all contorted and you were like, God, use me. Just want to tell you, be careful what you ask for because God will start to do it. Just be careful with your prayers because if you're like, if you start getting up in the morning, you're like, God, give me a divine appointment. God's going to give you a divine appointment. If you're like, God, give me an opportunity to spread the good news about who you are. God's going to give you an opportunity. But just a heads up, God never meets you at the level of your expectation. He always supersedes your expectation. He doesn't do enough. Oh, come on, Zoe Conference. He does more than enough. And you ought to just get ready and brace yourself. Brace yourself. Because God's going God's gonna to do more than you could ever ask. I was saying this yesterday at our lunch. I didn't get this far in my dreams. Like when I'm by my bed, headphones on, cassettes really loud on the side, and I'm praying and I'm dreaming of God using me, I only saw my, my high school. I didn't see a microphone. I didn't see a platform. I didn't see theaters or arena. I didn't ask God to ever get on an airplane. I just... God, give me wisdom to be used by you. And the re God will take your life in places you're like, how did I get here? How did I meet so-and-so? How in the world did I, how did God use, God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. So I just want to brace yourself. Get ready because you might be asking, God use me, but he's going to do more than you could ever ask. Come on, somebody clap and thank God. It's going to be bigger and better than you could ever imagine. Write down number two, the gateway to greatness is through the servant's gates. The gateway to greatness is through the servant's gates. Because we don't want to just be used by God. We want to be used in a great way. We want to be used in a magnificent, powerful, mighty way. But the only way that you can be used effectively by God is that if you humble yourself and you position yourself as a servant. Why do we love Jesus? Because Jesus is like, hey, just a heads up. I, the son of man, came to serve and not be served. He's like, wait a second, just a heads up. Y'all call me the master, right? And they're like, oh, for sure. Okay, well, if I'm the master and I just washed feet, shouldn't you go do the same? The gateway, if you ever want to be great, the lower you go, the higher God exalts you. It's just God math. God says if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, in due time, God will exalt you. And when God exalts you, you don't have to hand out your business card. When God exalts you, you don't have to buy followers on Instagram. When God exalts you, he'll take you to places you never imagined because it's God doing it, not you doing it. I'd rather have God promote me than me promote me. The gateway to greatness is through the servant's gates. That's why 
If you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead. We only get mad at church at the guy that's lazy and refuses to serve. But you ever notice that the heroes in church are always not the talented, but the ones that serve? We're never like, wow, what a voice. We're more like, wow, that guy showed up at 5.45 in the morning and did the load in. You're a hero. You get it. Because there's something about the spirit and the attitude of a servant. And I'm asking you not just to go, God, use me. I'm asking you to say, God, use me in a powerful way. And I'll position myself as a servant. And if i got to wash feet, if I've got to vacuum, if I've got to stack chairs, if I've got to show up early, if I've got to come late, if I've got to do the stuff that nobody sees, if I've got to do things that nobody gives me a thank you for, I'm fine. Because I know I'm not serving man. I know I'm not just serving my church. I'm actually serving God. Amen. No, no, God, God's never like, okay, great job. You did five years serving. You're done with your season of serving at church. Now just come and receive. Now just if you'll, we'll whisk you into the back into the green room and just enjoy the coffee and the donuts. Now God has called all of us to serve. Paul is so genius. Every letter he starts to the church He always goes, Paul, a servant, Paul, a servant, Paul, a servant. Why? Because he wants his audience to know, I'm I'm serving just like you. I'm not above you and I'm not beneath you. We're all just servants. And God's called us to serve. I'm just happy I'm serving alongside you. Come on, touch somebody next to you and say, let's serve together. Write down number three. I love this one. You have to be faithful in a few things. In fact, there's an old saying we use in leadership that faithfulness equals fruitfulness. That the more faithful you are, the more fruitful you'll become. Don't think that faithfulness is like for one year or two. It's going to take a year. It's going to take five years. It's going to take years and years of faithfulness to create years and years of fruitfulness. And you're going to have to be faithful with a few things. Look at this verse. I love this verse so much. Look at the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 4. He says, this then is how you ought to regard us as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. You've got to prove yourself to be a faithful steward. In fact, I'm going to give you three things to write down. you got to be faithful in these three things. Faithful in first things, faithful in small things, and faithful with things that don't belong to you. You're going like, I want to be used by God. God's like, good. Okay, let's test your faithfulness. Can you be faithful to show up on time? Can you be faithful with, and, and here's the first test he always gives. Okay, I'm going to give you a whole paycheck. And I'm going to test your faithfulness to me. And so I'm going to see what you do with, you know that your money is a test from God of your faithfulness. And that's why, remember, when I bring my tithe to God, let's just talk about it. If if I bring my tithe to God, I'm bringing my best to God. I'm bringing my first to God. And when I bring my first to God, remember, if God is first in your life, everything else will fall into order. 
So God tests me with first things. All throughout the scripture is the principle of first. God gives his first. God gives his best. And when we get something, we give our first and our best to God. God is not worthy of my leftovers. God is not worthy of seconds. God is not worthy of what remains. God is worthy of my first and he's worthy of my best. And so he tests me in things that are first. That's why God ought to get the first of your day. When you start your day, you say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Jesus Cristo. Good morning, Padre. I feel like you laughed at me on that one. Faithful in first things. Faithful in small things. I love this about God. Because God, listen, some of us need to hear this. You're doing a tedious task at your church. You're doing something maybe that's unseen and in the background. And the enemy wants to take a seat at your table and say, nobody appreciates you. Nobody's watching you. Nobody sees your sacrifice. Nobody saw you stay late. I'll tell you who's watching. God's watching. And, and watch how God works. God says, if you'll be faithful in small things, it will prove to me your faithfulness, and I can trust you with big things. But God never works out of order. He's not the God of chaos. He's the God of order. And so God says, prove to me you're faithful in small things, and it will show me I can trust you with big things. And then when I give you big things, if you're faithful with big things, oh, I can trust you with even bigger things. It is a test of faithfulness. So I give my first to God. I give my small things to God. And then I love the last one. I'm faithful with things that don't belong to me. Like, that's not mine. Like, glory is not yours. So don't get, become a leader where you're like, I just got, just can I get like some of the credit for what we did? Can I get a little bit of the acknowledgement for what I've built? No, God's like, all the glory goes to me. All the honor goes to me. What messes with people in ministry is the OGs, not the OGs, the OGs. It's the gold, it's the glory, and it's the girls. It's touching things that don't belong to you. It's things that should be off limits are off limits. And you got to be someone and say, you know what? I'm faithful with things that don't belong to me. Glory doesn't belong to me. This money doesn't belong to me. I'm a steward of it. This property is not mine. It's God's. I just get to be a steward of it. Come on, somebody thank God right now. I get to be faithful before God. And when God watches me, he'll let me be faithful with more than I could ever imagine. You got to just know God is watching your faithfulness. And we live in this generation. We want things now. We want things. I want it to happen now. I want it to grow now. God's like, no, no, no. I know, I know what I'm doing. I know when to promote you. I love the story of Pastor Mike Todd. Anybody love Mike Todd? When I look at Pastor Mike Todd's story, I'm like, oh my gosh, God is watching. God is a good steward. God knows when to promote. God tests our faithfulness. And you prove yourself faithful. And God will do something within you that you never asked for. You never dreamt for. I guarantee you, if you go to Mike Todd's prayer journal, it wasn't like, God, I want to do this, that, and the other. I want to be used by God. I prove myself faithful, and God does crazy things. Somebody say amen. Write down the next one, number four. I love this. Stay available. Stay available. It's so hard to work with people that ain't here. One of my favorite things about church is church is only built off the sacrifice of people that wanted to be here. 
We're only here because of the people that were like, I want to build. I want to serve. I want to be faithful. I want to be used by God. I'm happy to wear a yellow t-shirt for Jesus. You want to be used by God? Be available. Some of you are like, I want to be used. Text somebody back. It's crazy, man. We forget that it's like the simple, fundamental things about life that allow you to be used by God. One of my favorite guys was here last night. His name is Diego. He pastors and leads Hillsong, Orange County. He's a legend. I love him. He's got a lot of tattoos and really cool hair. I think he's like the coolest guy. But my favorite part about Diego is when I first met him, I met him in New York City, and he was driving around Pastor Carl, just serving as a volunteer. And one of my favorite stories about Diego is that when Diego was serving, he would go to coffee with somebody or get a meal with somebody, and as they were sitting down, he would let them know, hey, just a heads up, happy to have coffee, happy to get lunch with you, I'm going to order the kale, but just a heads up, if I get a text from Pastor Carl or a phone call from the church that I need to go serve at my church, just a heads up, our meeting's going to have to end. Because I've just, I've made a vow and a commitment that I'm going to be available to my church, that any time they need somebody to be used, they can call on me. So it's not them, it's me. It's not the church that's the bad guy. I just want to be used by God. Come on, is there anybody down today to put your phone on the table and say, I'm willing to text, I'm willing to call, you can, you can ring me whenever you want, because I want to be used by, used by God. I wonder if you used to be available, but you're no longer available. You ever notice that guy in church? Dang, six months ago, he was really serving. What happened? You lose your prayer. I want to be used by God. You got to keep it as a prayer. I want to be used by God. I want to be used by God. What does the practical look like? Here's my phone. You can ring me up. Here's my, text me whenever you, if you need somebody to go get a coffee, if you need somebody to pray, if you need somebody to go to the hospital, if you need somebody to go to a high school locally, I'll do whatever it takes. I just want to be used by God. I don't need a microphone. I don't need a position. I don't need all, all the accolades. I just want to be, come on, is there anybody that it's your prayer? I want to be used by God. Are these guys convincing you that they want to be used by God? This guy convinces me that he wants to be used by God. Tell, look at these notes. Mike, this is unbelievable. Tell everybody your name. Uh, I'm Chris. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Chris, that, that was fantastic. And Chris, um, tell everybody where you go to university. Uh, I go to Biola University um, in California. <laughs> Chris, you are the happiest, kindest person at our conference, and I know you're going to be used by God. Make some noise for Chris. I love this guy. Stay available, man. Just stay available. Just, and and, and never, never stop communicating you're available. Church is tricky sometimes because you're like, you go to text somebody, and you're like, I don't know. Are they good? Are they offended? Are they still, do they still love Jesus like they did? And you know what? You know what puts all that at rest? When you just text somebody, hey, I'm here. I'm available. Whatever you need. I just want to let you know I'm in your corner. I'm praying. I'm, Zo I'm Zoe, ride or die. You, you let all that just go to side, and you communicate, I'm in this thing, heart and soul, and I didn't change my prayer. I still want to be used by God. Just start communicating it. Write down the next one. I love this one. Set your life apart. Set your life apart. You got, if you want to be used by God, one of my favorite scriptures, it speaks of setting your life apart to be a vessel of honor, useful for the master. To set your life apart means, you know what? 
I'm just, I'm not going to maybe live the way everybody else lives. I'm not going to participate in what everybody else participates. You have to live at your own conviction. You have, to, you have to serve God, the Bible says, with a clear conscience. And if you want to be used by God, you got to make a decision. I, I want to be used, so maybe I'm not going to indulge in this stuff. Maybe I'm not going to participate in everything. Everybody else is talking like, I, I know I want to gossip, but I feel like there's a call in my life I'm not going to gossip. I know I want to do this thing, but that's who I used to be, and I've said I want to be used. I don't know if I could participate in that thing. I'll never forget when I really started to pray, I want to be used by God. I want, I'm 16 years old. I'm kneeling by my bed. I got my headphones. I got my Bible. The, 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 the. And I remember God started to speak to me about my CD collection. We're going from cassettes to CDs today. Anybody remember Case Logic? Case Logic was that folder where you would put all your CDs. I had the big old ones. You know what I'm talking about? And I'll never forget, I was at a summer camp and I brought everybody with me. Tupac and Snoopity Snoop. Snoopity Snoop, who says that? I remember God, God was like, I want, we, we, it's only when you're like 16 and you're really zealous that you do this kind of stuff. And I, I remember I was like, I gotta get rid of my music, man. It's gonna taint my spirit. I gotta call my life. So I went to this cliff at, at this summer camp. I just started throwing like outcast, Nas. The biggie one was hard, man. It was hard. <laughs> but it wasn't about the, the CDs, because later I'd go down and get them back, you know, on iTunes. <laughs> They're all on my Spotify now. It's insane. But I just knew I had to set my life apart. I knew I had to bring some separation for my preparation. I knew I could not hang with the same people and do the same things and watch the same. I knew that God was asking me to consecrate my life to become a vessel for honor, a vessel that's useful for the master. I wonder if God is saying, I want you to set your life apart. I want you to be holy because I'm holy. I'm calling you to a life of righteousness. I'm calling you to a higher standard, not to get legalistic, but because I'm a God that's worthy of you living at the call that's on your life. I wonder what would happen if you start living at the level of your calling. Because some of us, we think we're going to wait till we get there and then we'll live at that level. You ought to start dressing and acting and living in that calling right now. You ought to start, you just, you just make a preparation. I know my destiny. I know where I'm going. I know what God showed me. I know what he whispered. I know all I know is the right now. I know it's a whack worship CD, but I'm just, I know there's a future. I want to be used by God. So whatever I got to do, I will separate my life so God can use my life. Come on, give him some praise today. If you believe that prayer here's the last one write it down I love this live within the tension it's always and both live within the tension that if you're going to be used by God it is never I don't have a problem with ambition I want to be used by God I just have a problem with selfish ambition and you got to live within the tension. It's the tension between burden and ease. I have a burden that people will come to know God. I have a burden that souls will be saved. I have a burden to build his church. And I carry the burden, yet I carry the ease of grace.
that it's undeserved blessing and it's unmerited favor and it's the grace of Jesus Christ. It's never one or the other, it's and both. Live as a leader within this tension that it's never evangelism or discipleship. It's evangelism and discipleship. So we're going to go out and we're going to reach as many people as possible and we're going to tell them about how awesome God is and then when we finally get them, we're not going to leave them at the altar. We're going to teach them how to pray the Acts prayer. We're going to teach them how to read the Bible and soap. We're going to teach them how to be planted in the house of God. We're going to teach them what to do with their money and their lifestyle. Come on, am I preaching to anybody today that wants to live within the tension that it's not one or the other, it's and both. Worship team, you can come join me and I just, I hope this becomes our prayer that I want to be used by God. So I believe if you'll make this your prayer, when God shows up to Solomon, he says, what do you want? And he could have asked for money, and he could have asked for fame, and he could have asked for all these things, but he said, God, give me wisdom so I could be a leader that is used to love and lead your people. God has called you. If you're wondering, you're at a conference, like, what's the call in my life? Love his people, build his church. Just trying to figure out in this season, you know, what I'm supposed to do. I think God just said it, didn't he? Like, love his people, build his church. And I don't want to love people just to go, like, I'm loving people right now. Just love everybody. Like, I want to love the people that never thought that they could come to church. My favorite person is when you invite him, like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Church? Oh, no. You know, if I walked in, you know, that whole person. <laughs> what if we stop trying to shine the brightest in already bright places and try to shine really bright and dark spaces. Because I bet Zacchaeus got down from the tree and he's sitting there with Jesus and Zacchaeus is probably like, I can't believe I'm having coffee with the, the guy. There's people in your world that need to be loved and God will use you. You know that you can reach people that other people can't? You're an ambassador. You carry the the message of reconciliation. God will use you. Be careful what you ask for. Because some of you are like, God, use me. And God's like, do you mean that? You going to stay available? I'm going to test you. I'm going to test you in your faithfulness. Because I really want to use you. Hey, ask whatever you'd like. What would you like? That was a test from God. And God says, Solomon, because you didn't ask for the other stuff, you'll get it. But I'll give you the wisdom to be used. I believe you'll be used in ways that are unprecedented. I believe that our ceiling is your floor. We've got to set our life apart. We've got to stay available. We've got to be faithful in first things and small things and things that don't belong to us. We've got to live within the tension. Don't go so extreme where it's like, I'm going to be used by God. There's nothing worse than the angry Christian that wants to be used by God. You ever meet that guy? Just, I, I don't have time for anybody because I'm going to be used. Are you in a metal band? I want to be used. And I want to have fun. And I want to laugh. And I want to enjoy life. And I want to be normal as well. 
And God will still use that. Amen to that? Come on, clap if you believe that God will use your life. Come on, why don't you stand to your feet. Lift a hand to heaven. Jesus, we thank you right now. We feel like Solomon today. We want to be used in unbelievable, unprecedented ways. So God, we're not asking for fame or for money or for things. We want to be used desperately. So Lord, we humble ourselves. Almost like we're at our bedside. And we hear the rhythm of grace in our ear, beckoning us, calling us to greater things. And Lord, we're just begging you, will you use us, Lord? Use us in culture. Use us in dark places. Use us in places where there's not a person right now. Use us in our workplace. Use us in our city, God. Use us in our church. Use us on our campus. Use us, God. We want to be used by God. Come on, lift up both your hands if that's your prayer. God, we're just asking you right now, use us. Use our faith. Use our testimony. Use our story, God. Use our past. Use our pain. Use everything that we are. We come before you as a broken people, humble and contrite, Lord. Lord, you, we thank you that right now you would use us. You would use us. Use us as vessels of honor. In Jesus' name.